0: we There it is. There's is the bell to round number six, a fight number five, Pacific Coast boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs. Gancho salido. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here, of course, with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man?
1: Hey, how's it going, man? Still a little jet lag from the flight out from St. Louis, but, uh, you know, fighting through it.
0: That's right, man. That's right. Rick was gone for a couple of days out to the Midwest. Beautiful St. Louis. Well, well weather cooperated for the most part or Yeah, what? For, the,
1: for the most part. You know, a little, uh, you know, tornado yeah. uh, warning. But other than yeah. that, you know, we're, we're good.
0: I was going to I was going to mention to you, too. Now, now, when I travel and I go out of town, I always try to find boxing gyms, uh-huh. um, you know, just to kind of go in there, chat with them and sometimes get a shirt. is kind of cool. But uh-huh. uh, I forgot to mention to you
1: yeah you know it just the uh, time didn't allow you know it was it was a quick uh, yeah know, flight out on uh, on Friday and then uh, flight back on Monday.
0: Yeah and very um, coincidentally today being round six, right uh, one of the fighters that's going to be involved in the in, in round number six fight uh, actually fought out of St. Louis Rick, Oh, wow. one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Little teaser for the fans, mm-hmm. real boxing fans. I don't know who I'm talking about because there's really only one heavyweight from St. Louis. Although he wasn't originally from St. Louis, but that's where he ended up moving to. Yeah. But we'll get to that, Rick. Um, we had the Jamal Herring and Carl, uh, Carl Frampton, Jamal Herring and Shakur Stevenson fight mm-hmm. over the weekend. That kind of turned out the way we thought. Yeah. Right. We both said unanimous decision to majority decision. He ended up knocking him out. Not a surprise. We'll talk about that because, you know, what does that do for the 126 pound or the 130 pound division, I should say? Um, I say 126 because they're talking about a fighter in 126. What does that mean? You got Valdez, et cetera. Um, But uh, but not surprising, Rick, at all as far as that fight's concerned. Um, We're going to finally, Rick, finish our huge welterweight tournament today, Rick.
1: Yeah, no, everybody's been asking for it. You know, I'm out in St. Louis and people are asking, hey, when are you gonna finish? They've been clamoring, dinner? Rick. It's it's yeah.
0: you know, and in defense of them, it's probably the longest running tournament, right? Uh-huh. I think we were trying to emulate like real boxing and waiting like mm-hmm. three months in between each fight, right? Yeah. We didn't have to do that. But, you know, the suspense is killing folks. Today is the championship. Earl Spence Jr. against Virgil Ortiz Jr., two mm-hmm. juniors, vying for the coveted Pacific Coast boxing uh welterweight tournament rick yeah pretty big
1: yeah you know looking forward to it
0: yeah absolutely man um aj anthony joshua rick has apparently been visiting different gyms Mm -hmm. talking to different trainers which i think is a a brilliant idea we talked about it a couple weeks ago um in the aftermath of wilder and fury of course you know Wilder ended up sticking with his good close buddy Malik Scott, yeah. which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But why not seek the guidance, advice, counseling right from some sages? So apparently Anthony Josh has been out talking to Robert Garcia, Virgil Hunter who of course uh, trained the great Andre Ward. You got uh, the uh, Eddie Reynoso. And, of course, uh, the great Ronnie Shields. And like yeah. AJ says, he says, hey, I'm just going to get information just to get feedback. He's not saying he's firing uh, his trainers at McCracken, I believe. Uh-huh. He's not saying he's firing them or getting rid of them. But he's saying, hey, look, if, if I can perhaps use some other advice, and maybe I, maybe I do use them for this next fight, what's wrong with saying, hey, guys, what is your opinion on what do I got to do to beat Usyk?
1: No, yeah. I mean, you know, it makes sense. You know, you get uh, several different opinions and um, it's only going to make him a, a better fighter uh, when, you know, he. this is how we would have attacked Usyk. This is how we yeah. would have, you know, and, you know, finding somebody's uh, plan or strategy that. Sounds yeah. like it would work the best. Yeah, you know, it's a great idea. Yeah, it, yeah,
0: exactly, Rick. And I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. It's no different than a, a problem in in the business environment, right? In the private mm-hmm. sector, you don't just simply settle on one solution. Yeah. Right. You typically review and, and um, go through the pros and cons of several solutions, right? Just to kind of see which one is going to uh, ultimately address the problem. And in a lot of cases, it may not be the one solution. Maybe it's a combination, right? And so you come up kind of with a hybrid problem. We're talking boxing, of course. So why not, in Wilder's case, why not get feedback from other trainers just to see what their opinion is on, you know, is there anything that you can do, any wrinkle, right? Mm -hmm. Anything that they could add that would have helped beat Tyson Fury? Yeah. And you never know,
1: right? You you never know what uh, what you're going to hear. There's probably a lot of, hey, you bulked up way too much. You know, I wouldn't have had you bulk up that much. Your advantage, you know, you're already bigger than him. Why bulk up?
0: Right. No, that's exactly right. And again, he could have, you know, he could have gotten four or five different opinions and disagreed with all of them, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. At least he would have gotten takes, again, and these are from, you know, established Trainers that have a, a, a track record of winning. So yeah, thought I thought that was pretty. uh thought that was pretty interesting, Rick. Of course, we got the big fight coming up. I know there's some fights coming up this weekend, mm-hmm. but we're just two weeks away, Rick. Yeah, from probably the biggest fight left the rest of the year. There's going to be you know a lot of good fights and mm-hmm. a lot of big name fighters. But as far as championship, of course, we're talking about Caleb Plant and Canelo. Alvarez in a couple weeks. I mean, we'll break that one down next week, Rick. But uh-huh. literally we're in countdown mode for that one, man.
1: Yeah, no, looking forward to that one. You know, after their press conference, you know, it uh there's there's some bad blood built up and yeah. uh, I think a lot of people are looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Um I still think it's gonna be lopsided for Canelo. Yeah, but we'll still break down, you know, what mm-hmm. what can Caleb Plant do mm-hmm. right, and we're not the only ones, right? If you look at the odds, it's it's like it was close to minus five thousand. Yeah. It's like ninety eight percent, right?
1: And, and and if he's listening out there, you know, he'd probably make the the fight a lot closer.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Somebody ought to somebody ought to tip him in, yeah. and send him the link and say you may just want to listen in because these guys are, are pretty good at calling the fights. Mm-hmm. Um, your lock of the week last week came through, of course. Xander's eyes did knock him out, but he did yeah. win, right?
1: Yeah, he he did look impressive and uh you know, it's uh, top rank is is pretty high on him.
0: Yeah, big time. They're already looking to put him in another card, I think, uh mm-hmm. first week of December. Okay. So they're not they're not messing around. Okay. So um round six, Rick. We're in round six. Mm-hmm. Of course we always talk about a fight that resonates in the particular episode that we happen to be in. Round six, I mentioned the heavyweight out of Saint Louis. Of course that is none other than the great Sonny Liston, Rick. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, in this case, Sonny Liston lost uh, to the young Muhammad Ali. Did not come out for round six, Rick. So the uh, the fight was called after round six, and um, and that was it. In a lot of controversy surrounding that fight, of course. Um, first of all, the fight itself, right, had everything yeah. that you can imagine, right? Assassination attempts and threats from to both fighters. Um, you know, Muhammad Ali being in the Nation of Islam, mm-hmm. um, a lot of stories um that went on there, Rick. Secret Service and the odd in, in, yeah. in the attendance. I mean, this was in Miami, just an absolute zoo of an event. And then of course it ends in controversial fashion with Liston not making it out of the sixth round. Yeah. Of course, you know, Liston unfortunately early in his career. Uh, was was backed like the silent partner was connected to the mob, mm-hmm. and so you know he always kind of had that 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 mark against him he was always vilified by the press Rick no no, no matter what he did and so when he didn 't make the the he didn 't answer the call, the fix was in is what everybody was yeah. was saying right The reality is Rick that leading you know in the training camp leading into that fight, he had already hurt his shoulder mm-hmm. he had already hurt his shoulder he had a stinger on his left elbow, so he was already injured. Sonny Liston's um, biggest advantage, by the way, is that at six foot two, Rick, he had an 84 inch reach. Yeah. The same as Tyson Fury. Think about that. Um, so he had this jab that was like just a piston. It was like a train that hit you. Without that jab, he was just, it was like the Dodgers losing to the Braves, right? Mm-hmm. Just, you know, injuries everywhere, right? Yeah. And so, and so ultimately, that's what happened. And then when he got hit, he just couldn't feel it anymore, mm-hmm. and the fight was stopped.
1: Yeah, no, and then um, you know a lot of people forget this. This is actually the last fight for uh, Cassius Clay. Yes, you know, yeah. The, the, uh, the next one, you know, he was Muhammad Ali. That's exactly um, right. But yeah, they they, they cited um, you know his uh, he had a torn tendon and and it bled down into uh, a mass into his biceps. Yeah, and swelling and numbing the arm. Yeah,
0: no, that's exactly yeah. right. Like I said, I um I recently finished a book. On him, I just found him to be you know a very interesting and intriguing person, and I wanted mm-hmm. to know more about him and So, as with any fight right there 's always the story heading into the into the fight, yeah. right, and um, there just always is, but this one was legit I mean he had issues, and everybody in his corner in camp said that no, his left arm was hurting his left shoulder. They actually um, were talking about rescheduling that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but in those days, right, rescheduling it, just a lot of logistical nightmare to do that. Yeah. So they, they move forward with the fight, and then that's what happened. Uh, and then unfortunately, right, um, just three months after that was the rematch, and that's the one where he got knocked out with the Phantom right hand by Ali in the first mm-hmm. round. That one, okay, no doubt about it, and uh, laid down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. You can watch it for yourself. Anybody out there listening, watch it. There's no way. I mean, Liston got hit by much, you know, much, much tougher opponents, and Ali wasn't known right for having that one punch knockout power. Yeah, and you see Liston go down, and he gets up on a knee, and then he goes down. That was the one that was a complete disaster because, um, believe it or not, Jersey Joe Walcott was the uh, was kind of the you know the referee back then. They would have fighters referee fights. Mm-hmm. That was the one Rick where he didn't even count him out. Yeah, he didn't count him out. He was so busy trying to get Ali in the corner, and then Nat Fleischer from the Ring magazine flagged him and said, "Hey, the Ring, uh, you know, the Ring uh, keeper, the guy who keeps the bell, he's already at twenty two seconds. Mm-hmm. It was just a complete disaster." Yeah, Listen and Ali started fighting again. It was just yeah, you got to watch it on video. It's, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Anyways, that is our big round six, Rick. The great Sonny Liston, very underrated, by the way. This was the fight I told you when he lost. My favorite organization, the WBA, removes him from all the rankings. Yeah. Simply yeah. because he vilified. Now, again, and he did some time in uh, in prison early on, right? Armed robbery, assault, mm-hmm. and that kind of stayed with him his, his whole career. Even the great Larry Merchant wasn't a big fan of him, right?
1: Oh, no? No. He, he probably, uh, you know, it, he was a lot younger, so, you know, maybe he would have fought him. Yeah, yeah, I know like he did Mayweather.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, he said something funny when when he won the championship, and then he went back to St. Louis thinking he was going to be treated with some big parade, which he mm-hmm. he, he it wasn't as big as it should have been. Um, Larry Merchant says, um, "Who knows? Maybe they'll be using like a bail bonds, papers, and fines as the confetti."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, all right, folks, here's what we got coming up. We're uh, next segment. We're going to talk about the Jamal Herring and Shakur Stevenson fight. And some of the other fights on that card. Talk about what happens now in the 130-pound division. Uh, A lot of boxing news stuff, Rick, right? A lot of stuff happening. I know the JoJo Diaz, Devin Haney. And then uh, we'll get to the welterweight tournament and then wrap it up with the stat of the week. Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. Because if it goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Uh, Yeah, Rick, I definitely recommend the book. It's called uh, Sonny Liston, the real story behind the Ali-Liston fights. But it's really about his life uh, by uh, Paul Gallander. Good book. And, you know, it's unfortunate, like I said, Sonny Liston, he was vilified, man. Like nobody wanted him to carry the heavyweight title. Yeah, and, you know, and this is a time, of course, back then when the heavyweight title was like Mr. America. That person was, you know, more popular than the president in the United States. So nobody liked, you know, a former felon, black guy, of course, right? Yeah. And he wasn't the most open, jovial, right? But, but here's the thing, the people who know him, Rick, good dude. Mm-hmm. Um, all he wanted to do when he was done boxing is open up a center for kids, right? He felt, right, that he would be an actual good role model because he had lived the life that those kids did. Right. Mm-hmm. Making bad decisions, running the streets. So he always felt like who better to talk to these kids and tell them that there's hope. Right. That you can make it out of the streets with discipline and hard work than me. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, back then, I think uh, people were a little bit less forgiving. You know, it. Uh, that's exactly nowadays, right. You know, that comeback story. You know, yeah. Everybody likes.
0: That's a very good point. And trust me, yeah, nobody was forgiving yeah. of him. But yet the people who knew him said he was nicest guy you'd ever meet. And, you know, he recognized his. You know, mistakes in the Mm -hmm. past. But, uh, yeah, ended up uh, passing away in Vegas to the very end, and and in a very controversial manner. They kind of found him in his bedroom, and it was kind of... um, They listed it as natural causes, but at that point he was getting involved with some pretty shady characters. So you just... You don't know what what, what eventually happened. Supposedly his house was still available, too, by the way. I thought about it. Next time in uh, Vegas I want to swing by and check it out. Yeah. You know, where all the stars used to live, but... Anyways, Rick, we had some fights over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's get into them. First fight was the Stevenson Herring fight, right? Yeah. Got...
1: Um. So the big uh, WBO World Super Featherweight title yeah. on the line. Yeah. Uh, Shakur Stevenson, uh, he won by uh, TKO in the tenth round.
0: Yeah, complete mismatch, mm-hmm. right? And we knew it, Rick. Right? Again, you know, we said it at the opening segment. We said, you know, unanimous decision, majority decision. Um, you know, it was really the coronation, right, of Shakur Stevenson yeah. as the WBO champ. Bob Arum and everybody knew it, Rick, yeah. right? Um, you know, the the Jamal Herring, yeah, it was a feel-good story, right? Mm-hmm. Former Marine. But if you look at his opponents, Rick, first of all, Stevenson, uh, I'm sorry, Herring had already lost twice, okay? And yeah. then he wins the championship against uh, Ito, I believe it was, right? Masioka Ito is who he mm-hmm. wins the championship from. And then he beats Lamont Roach, Chakendo, and then of course he beats an old, faded, um, undersized Carl Frampton. Yeah. As if that was a big and it was all to set him up. It was all to set up the fight with Shakur Stevenson. So, you know, good dude, good fighter, but this was a complete mismatch.
1: Yeah, no, it, it um and Shakur outlanded him uh one sixty four to eighty seven. Yeah. Um I think um Shakur Stevenson went out to kind of silence his critics. Yeah. You know, a lot of people said he wasn't very entertaining. Yeah. Wasn't very aggressive, you know, and, and that he needed to be a little bit meaner in the ring. Right. You right. Know, this was the fight to kind of perfectly showcase all those. Yeah. You know, you have an older kind of fading herring, and, um, you know, he was able to go in there and knock him out. I think I've been a little bit critical of yeah. like Shakur Stevenson just because the, the KO percentage isn't there. Right. You know, right. It, it, uh, but uh, he definitely, you know, he went in looking to make a statement, and, and I think he did a good job of it.
0: Yeah, even, uh, even Herring's wife took exception, Rick. Yeah. She, Herring's wife took exception to uh, some of the pre-fight antics. Well, did you right? see how upset Stevenson. she
1: was when she brought, he brought the belt back into the locker room? no i didn't hear oh, about yeah, that she she mm-hmm. was standing there, wanted no part of the yeah. you know sportsmanship and the yeah. hugs, you know, yeah, she was seen there, kind of rolling her eyes upset yeah. at the whole scene,
0: yeah, yeah, and I gotta say right, obviously um that's what happens now was yeah. was Stevenson over the top, um you know heading into the fight, yeah. maybe, but you know what, like you just said, right, this is a guy that's getting critiqued left and right right yeah. for for you know maybe being too passive, not being aggressive enough, not having enough uh You know, um, I don't want to say antics, right, Mm -hmm. but not exciting enough, whatever. And so maybe he dialed it up a notch purposely, right, and maybe it was unnecessary. But this is the fight game. That's just the way it is. I mean, that's nothing compared to some of the other stuff that other fighters have done. It was all
1: pretty mild. Yeah, no,
0: exactly. And, you know, hey, man, it's a fight. Right. Uh-huh. Again, you don't play boxing. You're in there to fight. You're in there to beat the other guy up. Yeah. Um, and he did what he was supposed to. Again, this is exactly what top rank and everybody wanted, right? And again, that being said, he still had to go out and perform and beat Herring. He just did it in just dominating fashion. Yeah. But again, I don't I don't know what anybody else thought. This was an you know an older Herring who really hadn't beaten anybody. Um so what happens now, Rick, in the hundred and thirty
1: pound division
0: is the question, man.
1: Um so it sounds like, you know, Shakur Stevenson wants Oscar Valdez. Yeah. Um, but it, it sounds like top rank isn't ready to make that fight. They they want that fight to get a little bit bigger yeah. before they make that fight. So uh, it sounds like the plan is for Oscar Valdez to fight Emmanuel Navarrete. Um, you know, Navarrete will move up. And then um, the plan is for, like, Shakur Stevenson, maybe not right away, but eventually fight Lomachenko. And if he's able to beat Lomachenko... Then you put in Oscar Valdez and Shakur Stevenson.
0: Yeah, and I don't agree with all of that, yeah. right? I don't agree with all that. Shakur Stevenson, of course, you know, immediately after the fight is saying there's only one fight to make and that's against yeah. Oscar Valdez. And I agree with him, by the way. Mm-hmm. I agree with him because if you look at the other, you know, the IBF doesn't have a champion. Um, the 130-pound uh, WBA is Roger Gutierrez who's pr- who's probably not the best 130-pounder. The mm-hmm. best 130-pounder is, is the WBA's... Number one ranked Chris Colbert. Yeah. Okay. I think that guy's the real deal, but he's not a champion yet. Yeah, but ideally you try to unify that hundred and thirty pound. Yeah. Um I, here's what I don't get, right? Like, um why why Emmanuel ready? Yeah. You know, I mean he's fighting at 126 pounds, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would it make for an exciting fight against Valdez? Yes, it it would. And we know that Valdez moved up, right, mm-hmm. and had the big win against Miguel Burchelt at 130, but that doesn't mean that Navarrete can do it. Yeah. And the thing is, like we talked about, right, we were at the fights a couple of weeks ago with Navarrete and Joe Gonzalez. There's plenty of fights at 126 for Navarrete. Yeah. Okay? Um. You know, Leo Santa Cruz's name is still out there. Santa Cruz doesn't belong at 130. Mm-hmm. I think he's only won one fight at 130. We'll have to fact-check myself right now, Rick, but I don't know how many fights uh, Santa Cruz has won beyond 126 pounds, mm-hmm. but there's plenty of fights for Navarrete. okay? Yeah. Plenty of fights. Kid Galahad, Santa Cruz, Lee Wood, Russell Jr., don't really care. He, he, he never fights, right? But when you look at the 130-pound division, that is the fight, right? Yeah. That, I mean, that, that, that is the fight. I mean, I don't think you need to see a Shakur Stevenson and Miguel Burchelt, I think that uh I think he outboxes and beats Burchell.
1: Yeah, no, I I think um whenever you have a plan like this, you know, something ends up happening and and, and your plan gets ruined. Yeah. You know, if, if if that's the fight to meet next, yeah, make the fight, have the fight, give the fans what they want. Fans wanna see it. Yeah. You know, let's not, you know, hey, let's have these guys, you know, win two or three fights down yeah. and then and then they'll fight each other. Because it doesn't always work out that way.
0: No, no, it doesn't. And and you know, and why would you want to fight you know Lomachenko, who right now is is really sitting you know more mm-hmm. at the one hundred and thirty five pound division, yeah. right? That's a big jump, and that's you know not that he can't do it, but mm-hmm. that just that fight wouldn't make any sense. Because I tell you right now, I don't know if I favor Shakur Stevenson yeah. e- against, even though he's a I think an aging Lomachenko, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't know who's favored in that fight. So you're right. There's no guarantee. The thing is, right, every fighter we're talking about, guess what stable they're in, Rick, right?
1: Yeah. Top rank.
0: They're, they're all with yeah. top rank. So that's the good news, though, right, is yeah. that the fights that we want to be made, the, they're all under one umbrella. Yeah. That's the good news, right? We're not talking about PBC fighter, you know, or, or uh, Matchroom or Golden Boy. They're all right there. And so, worst case, okay, even though I don't want to see it, worst case is Valdez fights Navarrete, and then the winner fights Shakur Stevenson. Yeah. I just don't think that uh, Navarrete is—I uh, just don't think it's a good idea, like I said earlier.
1: No, and, and, and um, you know, he, he did beat uh, Joey Gonzalez, but yeah. uh, the fight was probably closer than everybody thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know, so— what is it going to prove if Valdez is able to knock out Navarrete and, you know, it? it's not even a close fight?
0: No, it, it's nothing because, again, you know, Valdez, of course, stepped up and beat uh, Miguel Burchell. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's going to be like, well, you beat a smaller guy. You beat a 126-pound guy that's coming up. Yeah. Be, don't get me wrong, right? For, from an entertainment perspective, that fight will be—you just imagine the punch count. Yeah. And that fight—although I think for Valdez will probably try to turn more of a boxer— Valdez again, remember right? He's he's not in a good situation right now, right? Yeah. You got the ring, you got ESPN, you got all these organizations that have completely removed them, mm-hmm. right, from the 130 pound after testing positive, right? So he's got to redeem himself, yeah. And it's guy got, he's got to redeem himself in convincing fashion. So yeah, beating Navarrete prop would, would would be a step in the right direction. Uh-huh. But if I'm Navarrete's manager, Rick, I'm there's no way I do that fight,
1: yeah. There's, oh, no. there,
0: there's just too many fights at 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 126, mm-hmm. right? So I don't I I, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, there's there's uh, like I said, Chris Colbert is a scary fighter. Mm-hmm. Problem with him is he is with PBC, yeah, right. So that that that's what kind of makes that a little bit difficult. Yeah,
1: that's the only part that I, I I'm looking at the uh, the rankings in the featherweight division. Yeah, and you have never right there. And you've got Gary Russell, Leo Santa Cruz. Yeah. You know the, these guys are all like Showtime, PBC boxers. Right, right. Uh, Kid Galahad is uh, Matchroom. Yeah. So you know maybe the opponents for Never yeah. Eddy aren't there in in 126. They're,
0: well, they're there, but because of yeah. the, the promotional yeah. uh, barriers, right, is what you're saying. Yeah. Right, and I get that. Yeah. And I so, get that. I, get, I guess I'm just being. I'm uh, looking at the my utopian vision, yeah. right.
1: That's why the way it should work. Yeah. You know, the fight fighting fighting the best, right. not the fight the the best. Fighting the best in their own, you know, promotion.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and don't, again, don't forget, 126, you still got my guy Josh Warrington mm-hmm. that needs to fight the, you know, the trilogy against Mauricio Lara. Yeah. I think if he beats him, that's who I'd like Navarrete. I've always wanted Navarrete to fight Warrington or Leo Santa Cruz. hmm So, yeah, that's... And so you're right. That's probably one of the reasons why they're saying, hey, Navarrete may have to move up and, you know, all the money stays in-house. Yeah. Right? So, all right, Rick. What else? Uh, it was still a good. Again, it was still a good fight. Take nothing away from Stevenson. He went under. He did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. He's now a champion. And hey, you know, now, 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 he gets to speak a little bit louder. He's yeah. to, he's got a seat at the table.
1: Yeah. No. And um, you know, also the, on this card, we uh, Xander Zayas won. Yeah. Um, he actually did get the knockout. The uh, Dan Carpensi, uh he retired. Oh, he did? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah,
0: so. All right. So, wow. So you're you're
1: set. Yeah. So, yep. you know, the, the, the lock of the week did come in. Uh, exactly right. Good job on e- that. Evan Holyfield won, yeah. and uh, Nico Ali Walsh also picked up uh, a win. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
0: that's just Nico Ali. It's only a second fight, right? Yeah, second fight. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way they're mm. going to put anybody who's going to— provide any sort of a challenge right yeah no, no and i'm gonna say this not until fight probably number like 15 15 yeah. yeah yeah that's the first time that you'll probably more than likely yeah
1: yeah and then that was pretty much it for uh this past weekend
0: all right perfect rick uh let's take a quick break and then let's get to the boxing news and then we'll get to the big welterweight tournament but i know there's a lot of stuff going on okay. in the boxing world so pacific goes boxing we'll be right back If it goes boxing Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back all right Rick before we get into the news we do have uh, a pretty busy uh, fight card yeah coming up this weekend
1: yeah so um, on Friday um, from London ESPN plus is is having a card uh, headlined by uh, Archie sharp yep junior middleweight uh, there's not the big fighters in these cards but uh, if, if you want to see boxing this weekend there's plenty of it yeah um, Saturday. Uh, from New York, you've got ESPN Plus, Jose Zapata versus uh, Josue Vargas, junior welterweights. That's probably the highlight yeah. of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, also on zone from London, you've got uh, Chantel Cameron versus uh, Mary McGee. Yeah. And this is for the WBC junior welterweight title. Yeah. And for McGee's IBF women's junior weight, welterweight title.
0: Yeah, that one should be pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, also, uh, Showtime has a card from Las Vegas. Now this is this is huge. Yeah, Jamal James. Yes. Versus Butayev. Yes. For James's WBA regular welterweight title. Yeah,
0: yeah. This Which, is this is my favorite. So, yeah, my yeah. favorite organization, Rick. So you know, yeah.
1: I, I think people are in uproar because we had a welterweight tournament. That's right. But the champ, Jamal James, was, wasn't in it.
0: Yeah. How could that be? How yeah. could we have had a tournament in the yeah. WBA champ? Yeah, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> no no disrespect to these guys, right? But there's no way. Yeah. And again, you know, the WBA with the the gold, the super, the mm. interim, the regular, right? The intercontinental. Yeah. The international is just absolutely ridiculous.
1: No, you, there's welterweight champs, um, but uh, they're, they're, they're named Earl Spence, Ugas, and Terrence Crawford.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um and again, I, I mentioned it, I think a couple weeks ago, you know, I was reading an article and uh, I don't know who the, who the writer was, but he said, you know, don't only blame the sanctioning bodies, right, for having all of these uh, different variations of a, of a championship. Mm-hmm. What he was saying, Rick, is that some of the, you know, the television, right, they don't want to just stage a fight that has nothing on the line, right? Yeah. That from a consumer perspective, and of course, to get all the advertisers, a championship on the line is worth more. Yeah. And so he was just making his case that look, it's not just the alphabet soup organizations that are to blame, right? It's um, it, it's the television, right? Yeah. It's it's they are, you know, they they have upward pressure, the sanctioning bodies do to produce championship fights, right? Otherwise, you know, who's going to watch a fight on a Saturday between two guys and there's no title on the line? Mm-hmm. Right. So what's this about? Oh, just two guys fighting. Now you make it the WBA regular welterweight title. Yeah. Now there's something there. Mm-hmm. And those are apparently worth more money. So something to think about. Yeah. Right. I still don't. That doesn't exempt the, uh, the WBA from my wrath. Right. Yeah. At all. Right. But OK, it gives you me something to think about that. Maybe, you know, the television, uh, you know, does play a factor at least. Yeah. Right. I tell you what, Rick, and you're talking about the hundred and forty pound fight between Jose Zepeda and Joshua uh Vargas, you know, Zapeda's ranked number five. And I'll tell you what's interesting is looking at uh and number five in the WBO, two in the WBC, um, what's interesting is Brandon Lee is top ten. He's ranked number nine mm-hmm. by the IBF. Okay. I hadn't noticed that. That's the uh the Cameron Duncan uh, fighter yeah and who's local here out of mm-hmm. out of San Diego who's just made a killing on Showtime. Uh-huh. And I didn't realize that he's all the way up to number nine. Hopefully that means we see him in a in a more competitive a fight. fight. Yeah. Because I mean he's he's there now. Matter of time before uh Lazaro and uh Raul uh-huh. make it up there.
1: Yeah. Yeah looking forward to that.
0: Sandor Martin is now ranked number eleven in the WBO, Rick. Right? <laughs> Yeah, one yeah. win over Mike. I don't think he was there before, no. was
1: he? No. Well, he's sitting there in the 140s at, at at number seven.
0: Yeah, I got him at number eleven on the on the WBO. Oh yeah, seven. So maybe he was oh a 140. Yeah, that they fought at a yeah. weird, really weird weight.
1: Yeah, one. I think they fought. Yeah, 145.
0: Yeah, some odd catch weight. All right, Rick. Anyways, you said yeah. So a lot of there is a lot of boxing. Yeah,
1: a lot of boxing news. It yeah. looks like some some fights um, are starting to be made. Um, yeah. You know, with Ryan Garcia being hurt, it looks like Devin Haney, uh, Jojo Diaz is signed for either December 3rd or te- December 4th. It'll be in Las Vegas. Yeah. And Jojo Diaz will make the uh, $1.2 that uh, he was going to make for fighting uh, Ryan Garcia. Good
0: for him, man. Yeah. Good for him because there's a lot of fighters, Rick, that would not take that fight, mm-hmm. right? Because Devin Haney, as we know, is, uh, is the real deal. Yeah. Right, I think he is. Anyways, extremely talented, and but Diaz says, "Hey, you know, bring it on, right?" Yeah. And uh, honestly, you know, and pay the man one point two million.
1: No, yeah, In- interesting <laughs> fight. You know, yeah. De- De- Devin Haney, you know, is uh, you know one of the top guys at one thirty five, yeah. and JoJo Diaz. You know, we we keep counting him out, and he keeps yeah. surprising everyone.
0: Yeah. No, I got to tell you. um, yeah. Oh, gosh. Who was the guy he beat uh, at 135? Uh, uh, Farmer, right? Tevin Farmer. Yeah, Tevin Farmer. Um, I didn't think he was going to do as well, mm-hmm. right? And he does it. And then he, we, he, uh, he fights. It's kind of funny, right? Uh, it, it's always tied to Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia drops out against, was it Fortuna? Mm-hmm. Right? And, they beat Fort- and yeah. he beats Fortuna, right? Now here he is again. Him and Ryan Garcia are going to fight. Garcia drops out, mm-hmm. boom, opens up an opportunity to fight Devin Haney. I don't think every fighter takes that opportunity, Rick. Yeah, with no. Devin Haney like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't think so.
0: So good, good for him.
1: Um, also, Earl Spence has been cleared for for training, and yeah. um, it looks like uh, him versus Ugas is in the works.
0: Which is good, right? Because yeah. again, back to uh, the WBA. The WBA is really jerking Ugas around. Mm-hmm. Told you they were. You know, they're they're setting up uh, some like elimination. Right, and that's one of them, by the way, the, uh, the, the welterweight fight that you were talking about, this Friday, Jamal James yeah. and Radzav Budev, That's an eliminator who's supposed to fight the winner of Ugas, and I forget who they had lined up for Ugas. And Ugas is sitting there saying, wait a minute, I just beat Manny Pacquiao, yeah. right? Why do I have to fight in the title eliminator? He wants Earl Spence Jr., so it sounds like he may get him.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, it, uh, I think that would be a great fight. Um, it'd be good to see uh, Earl Spence back in the ring.
0: Yeah, and I think that's um, I. You know, I would still favor Spence Jr., mm-hmm. but simply because of Ugas's awkwardness, right, and kind of how he fights. And then don't forget um, the Cuban right. Yeah, right. The Cuban right. When you know when executed to perfection, no defense. No, no can defense. Yeah, no can defense. So you you yeah. never know, right? You you, you give him a shot. What else we got,
1: Rick? Uh, we've got um, Dillian White. Uh, the fight against Otto Wallen for yeah. October thirtieth is uh, it would have been this weekend. Yeah. Um. I guess that that was one of those London cards, but it's now off because mm-hmm. of a shoulder injury. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are doubting the shoulder injury and and feeling like uh, they want to see an MRI because yeah. this fight wasn't postponed. Yeah. It was just canceled. Yeah. And it, with with no chance of it being. Uh, yeah. You know, put back together.
0: Yeah. And the controversy is what they think that Dylan White is maybe holding out yeah. for a Tyson Fury fight.
1: Yeah. Well, he knows he's next in line for the Tyson Fury fight. Yeah. so So why chance this fight? Right. And lose that fight.
0: Yeah. Which, when, by, which, by the way, there's no way. I mean, if you yeah. if he can't beat Otto Whalen, right? Yeah. Who who Tyson Fury just absolutely you know demolished, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. No. Well, you know, I guess he did the same thing when uh, he. He fought Povetkin. Yeah, you know, waiting for that opportunity, and then right, you know, he lost. So then he, you know, it, it took a few months to get back into that position. Right, right. Beat him again. Um, but um, also reminds me of yeah. Uh, yeah, one of your favorite fighters, the, yeah. the the guy that got beat by Canelo last. Um, Eleiderm. Eleiderm, where yeah. he just sat on yeah. that position, waiting right. for that Canelo right. fight. Right, right. You know, for two, three years. Right, and then, you know, did nothing.
0: No, he well, other than make a ton of money though, uh-huh. right? I mean, he made uh, he made a couple million, remember? Because yeah. that was the whole issue that Teofimo Lopez had, right? Is that uh, Top Rank was offering Teofimo Lopez less money than what Ilidrim just got to yeah. fight Canelo, and Teofimo Lopez is saying, "Hold on a second here, right? Yeah. I just beat you know, supposedly one of the pound for pound best fighters, so yeah, that's I mean, you know." I, I just think it's unfortunate, but again, I, I just I don't know how that all works with the promoters yeah. and the the you know the the arena they were going to fight. That's just kind of odd mm-hmm. that there's not going to be any sort of uh, you know negative ramifications financially for him yeah. to be able to do that. But like you said, right, he's claiming medical injury, right? <laughs> so it's kind of like that's a workman's comp. Yeah, you know what I mean. But if it was a workman's comp at work, Rick, yeah, they need to get a note from the doctor mm-hmm. that says, yes, this employee legitimately has, right, an issue that impacts his ability to perform his job. In this case, it's getting the ring and fight. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he should produce some sort of uh, documentation or proof that there's an issue. Yeah. Of course, you can get that anywhere yeah, you want you to probably, right? Yeah,
1: you find something on the uh, yeah. Uh, internet. yeah. Um, I don't know how this, this waited until just now, yeah, to put this in the boxing news, yeah. but we have a new <laughs> WBC Bridgerweight title champion, yeah, and his name is Oscar Rivas,
0: yeah, wow, imagine, imagine that. Yeah. It, who knows, Rick? I told you last week, you know, we could be talking about this division, you know, 20 yeah. years from now and saying, you know, be a trivia. Who was the first Bridgerweight champion, yeah, uh-huh. and Oscar Rivas? You said
1: Oscar Rivas, he beat uh. Ryan. Yeah. Rozicki.
0: Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know, I don't like the name of it, you know, like mm-hmm. the, you know, the Bridger weight. Well, actually, they named it after somebody. I'm sorry. It's not what you, th- it's not what I think. It's not like a bridge between, it's, uh-huh. they're naming it after somebody.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly. Let me see. I can, I, I, I it said it a
0: couple of weeks ago on one of the podcasts. I forget B- what it is. Bridger Walker. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I remember. He's mm-hmm. from, uh, he was on uh, instagram um yeah. little kid he saved mm-hmm. his 4-year-old sister from a straight dog right. attack that's exactly right and, uh, that's
0: exactly right no so so yeah that's why but when you when you hear the name of it mm-hmm. you think it's a bridge between you know uh cruiserweight and heavyweight mm-hmm. but that's not what it's for it's no. for yeah the 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 the, the hero so yeah. it's named appropriately but most folks may not get it yeah. either way rick like i said um easy to judge right now Again, like I said, is it just simply because they want to have another championship and no. they can charge sanctioning fees? And now, right, all of the, you know, from the television perspective, right, um, they're, you know, they have another belt that they can put on. Yeah. We'll see. Or 20 years from now, we're yeah. saying, damn, good thing they created that division.
1: I think it's just that that division is there because yeah. uh, Tyson is at 280 pounds. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's a huge mismatch for yeah a lot of people um josh taylor's injured yeah Uh, his fight december uh 18th is now off yeah Uh, they did reschedule this one for february 26th he had a knee injury uh during his training camp
0: yeah that's too bad
1: yeah um, also this Wednesday, uh, Clarissa Shields, she's gonna fight in, in her second MMA fight, yeah. It'll be on ESPN 2. Yeah, uh, so she's staying busy, you mm-hmm.
0: know. Um, is she fighting anybody of note or any, any worthy adversary uh, that can, no, that can no, beat her? No, yeah, no, it's
1: her second MMA fight. Expect yeah. her to, you know, tap this girl out in the first yeah. round or knock her out, yeah. So, um, but you know, at least you know, she's staying busy, and maybe eventually she, you know, she'll get yeah. a huge fight in MMA and make uh, good money, okay. Um, the Teofimo Lopez, George Cambosis fight Yeah Is official now for uh, November 27th The Hulu Theater in Madison Square Garden Yeah And it'll be on DAZN
0: Yeah, finally, right? Yeah Finally, after the whole mess with Triller And who knows what's gonna How that's gonna shake out Remember the last we spoke about that They already lost 100 The cool 100 G's mm-hmm. that, was the, uh, that was the deposit, Rick Yeah For holding Madison Square Garden Right. Um, and then I believe was it was at the IBF. I think that was kind of holding them hostage said, you know, you owe us money as well. Yeah. Who knows. Right. Like that's not done is what I'm saying. Yeah. No. How they figure that out in court.
1: Yeah. They'll figure all that out. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar, Oscar De La Hoya says uh, he's going to go to the next Canelo fight and he's, yeah. uh, he's, he's going to be there to, to support Canelo.
0: He'll be there to support Canelo and, of course, for publicity for himself. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, that's going to be a who's who. Any fight Canelo Mm -hmm. is in, I don't care what anybody says, uh, Canelo is the face of boxing right now, right? Draws the most crowd. And so, yeah, that's what he's there for. That's cool if he's really there to cheer him on, which he should.
1: Let's just hope he's not there to climb into the ring after the fight to challenge him.
0: Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. (laughs) These days, yeah. Yeah, can you imagine? By the way, yeah. yeah, I mean that would be ugly. By the way, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, but you never know.
1: Yeah, you never know. Um, mm-hmm. Jamal Charlo, those uh, beverages
0: could be flowing. Yeah, no, right.
1: No, yeah, well, they, you know, they will be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Jamal Charlo. Um, he's calling out Benavides. Wants yeah. Benavides, you know, to come down to one sixty. Yeah. Um, also, he wants to fight Triple G at one sixty. Yeah. So you know we. Uh, you know, I would love to see either one of these two fights. I don't think either one happens.
0: No, I mean, so what? All of a sudden he woke up and he's challenging yeah. everybody? Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? These guys, uh, especially, uh, you know, Charlo and Benavides, they're both with PVC, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, yeah, Benavides is not even fighting at 160 anymore, right? He no. said he's fighting at 168. He has a fight coming up in a couple of weeks, right, against yeah. U- Uztecchi. uh yeah. That's the one that Caleb uh, Plant won his title from, mm-hmm. right? Uh, our guy Raul sparred against. Sparred against both of them, actually, yeah. right? No, I mean, give me a break, right? If you look at Char... And by the way, I have a lot of respect. I mm-hmm. think that I would like for Charlo's next fight to be against Canelo. Yeah. Because no. that, that is one of the two guys, I think, that has you know a legitimate chance, right, of uh, of disrupting Canelo's path here, mm-hmm. right? But, I mean, other than, you know, Sergei Dervachenko, who... Um, Who uh, Charlo beat at 160, right? Not a who's who. No. When you look at his, you know, his resume, Rick of fighters.
1: No, right. And 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 I think he's starting to feel that. That's why you know the bigger names he's calling out Benavides, Triple G. Yeah. He wants to fight these guys now, but I'm assuming that both these fights presented themselves a few years back. Yeah. And he probably turned them down. Yeah, they had
0: to have because I mean, again, now earlier on, a couple years ago, yeah, he beat you know Austin Trout legitimate mm-hmm. win. Julian Williams, legitimate win. But after that, yeah. you know, it, you know, it's what they used to say about Joe Lewis, the guys he used to fight the bum of the month club. That's yeah. what they used to call him. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I mean, you look at the guys he's fighting, right? And it's like his name, if he's not careful, it already is. It's becoming stale. Mm-hmm. I don't even think, I mean, how many, uh, uh, you know, uh, boxing pundits have Jamar Cello in their top 10 pound for pound?
1: Yeah, and 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 you would think he would be at thirty-two and zero. That's
0: what I'm saying. But
1: he hasn't fought anybody.
0: That's the whole problem. So yeah, now all of a sudden he he wants everybody, right? Yeah. Pretty sure those fights can be made. Benavides told us right uh, mm-hmm. at the uh, was that at the Dignity Health Sports Center. Yeah, that you know, no idea. He'd love to fight him. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah, um, Tyson Fury said yeah uh, he's plans on fighting in April. Um, and, um, you know, he gets his pick of opponent, Joe yeah. Joyce or Dylan yeah. White.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, right, after the, the you know, the brutal fights mm-hmm. that he's had against Wilder, and they have been brutal, Rick, yeah. right? He's gone down, uh, you know, multiple times. Um, he deserves a victory lap Yeah, is what I'm getting to, Rick, you know? He deserves a victory lap to fight an opponent or two, at least one where he's clearly favored, right? And let him kind of build his legacy. Yeah. I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, no. um, You know, and and he's got to stay busy for the the winner of Joshua Nusik. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And we'll finish with this, uh, but it looks like there could be for February. You know, I think everybody's been asking, you know, when is this fight finally going to happen? Yeah. Mike Tyson versus Logan Paul.
0: Yeah, I saw that, and uh, that, now that's not, the, um, that's not the better of the Paul fighters, no. just in case, because not all of our fans may be in tune, but uh, Jake Paul, right? Yeah. Is the one that just beat the uh, the MMA guy. What was his name? Woodley? Uh-huh. Right? Logan is the one who lost, right, to KSI, I think it was. And, and lost to Mayweather. And lost to Mayweather recently. That's exactly right. So now he's fighting Tyson. I got to tell you, Rick, I'm interested in this fight.
1: Yeah, because
0: know, I'm hoping first of all it's a quote unquote an exhibition, but uh-huh. but they are going to be real fights. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 8 rounder probably? Yeah, you
1: yeah, know, 8 rounds, you know, two rounds um Was the fight
0: think. with Mayweather was
1: was it 2-minute rounds? No, I don't believe so. I think it, I think it was So it was the full yeah. 3
0: minutes, but eight, yeah. I mean, no, man, I'm I'm interested because uh again, it was against um a, apparently a disinterested Roy Jones Jr., mm-hmm. right? But Tyson looked really good. Yeah, in that fight against Roy, he really did, right? And so I think he'd be a good opponent. I, yeah. I, I favor Tyson. I mean, I'm telling you, like that would be a really interesting fight.
1: No, yeah, I think uh, you know you've got the youth. Uh, he's, you know, Logan Paul's got to be taller than Tyson. You yeah. Know, so um, yeah, you know, interested to see. You know. and
0: and think about it, right? If Tyson beats Paul, right? Mm-hmm. The next logical fight is to fight his brother, yeah, in a mega fight, right? Mega fight, yeah. I mean, think about that. Simply because, and I give him all the credit in the world. Now, what Jake Paul has established, mm-hmm. right? That fight would be—it's as—I hate to say it, but it—it it would be as big as any two regular boxers today. Yeah, you know, tell me two other boxers that would fight right now that would generate more revenue, either from you know pay per view, uh, sponsors, and at the gate. Than Mike Tyson and Jake Paul. Yeah, right. No, it,
1: yeah, they do great.
0: Not many, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah. And that, that's it for the boxing news.
0: All right, folks. We're going to come right back with the culmination, the championship fight to our Pacific Coast Boxing Welterweight Tournament. Can't wait. Earl Spence Jr. against. Virgil Ortiz Jr. We'll be right back, folks. The suspense is finally coming to an end. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick. So we started the Pacific Coast Boxing 147-pound tournament, um, I'm going to say a couple months ago. Yeah course there's been a lot of fights in between that we had to cover so we didn't get a chance to finish it right but let me just uh reset level set summarize where we're at and how we got here right so there was eight welterweight fighters who we believed were the best eight right welterweight Mm -hmm. fighters at the time probably still are right so number one um sitting at the top we had earl spence jr number two was terence crawford three, Manny Pacquiao, four was Sean Porter, five, Keith Thurman, six, Mikey Garcia, seven, Virgil Ortiz Jr., and eight, Geron Boots Enos. So that was the field, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, start off on the left side of the bracket, we had one versus eight and three and six. So it was Earl Spence beating Geron Enos to move on to the semifinals. And it was Mikey Garcia beating Manny Pacquiao.
1: Yeah.
0: Earl Spence and Mikey Garcia then met in the semifinals, and Earl Spence came out with the nod. Very tough fight, but that was Earl Spence's path to the championship, Rick. On the other side, it was two versus seven, Terrence Crawford versus Virgil Ortiz Jr. in an upset of sorts. Yeah. With Virgil Ortiz Jr. getting the win over an untested Terrence Crawford. At the end of the day, and then the other side of that was Sean Porter and my guy Keith. One time, Thurman, right? Mm-hmm. Controversial. I don't know how you allowed how you what you yeah. had to do to twist my arm that day, but we went with Sean Porter, even though in the real fight Thurman beat Porter.
1: Well, you know, uh, Sean Porter also the one that's going to fight Terrence Crawford here for the he is for the title. Yeah, he is. Yeah.
0: But it is what it is. Sean mm-hmm. Porter made it past. Keith Thurman, but did not make it past Virgil Ortiz Jr. Virgil Ortiz Jr. beats Sean Porter in an exciting fight. I think it was a 12-round split decision. That leaves Rick, Earl Spence Jr., and Virgil Ortiz Jr. for our 147-pound championship, Rick.
1: No, yeah, you know, right here you've got a tournament with, uh, you know, Seven great fighters and Keith Thurman. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so, you know, any any one of them could have, you know, come through and, and, and won this fight yeah. or this this tournament. Yeah. You know, but we're down to the, you know, the final two and yeah. it's impressive too.
0: Yeah, it is. Right now, at, at one point, by the way, he cleaned out the welterweight division, beat Danny Garcia, beat Sean Porter. We're talking about Keith Thurman, of course. Uh-huh. And then goes down once and he, you know, controversial loss. But, all right, Rick. So, Earl Spence. Virgil Ortiz Jr., experienced to Earl Spence Mm -hmm. Jr., right? Been in bigger fights, uh, is left-handed, right? Yeah. Uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr., really the young up-and-coming bull, Rick. So um, I see this fight playing out that Virgil Ortiz Jr. has to press Earl Spence, right? Mm -hmm. Has to make this into more of a firefight, um, has to corner him, almost like a Maurice Hooker type of fight, Rick. Yeah. But remember, in that fight, even though Virgil Ortiz eventually knocked out Hooker, Hooker was winning a couple rounds and mm-hmm. getting the better of Ortiz on exchanges, Rick.
1: Yeah. No, it, it um, Earl Spence uh, sets up some problems for uh, Virgil Ortiz. You know, lefty, yeah. tall, uh, has a good jab, um, definitely, um, you know, has a strong chin. So, you know, it's a tough fight.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. There's no yeah. doubt about it. And again, right, you know, you, know, you, you look at the last couple of fights for Virgil Ortiz Jr. Um, where, you know, he won, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been tested more, right? Again, yes, he, he knocks out uh, uh, Maurice Hooker in round seven, not before Maurice Hooker was putting some rounds in the bank, right? Yep. And outboxing him. He, uh, he beats Cavioluskas, uh, uh, but not after Cavioluskas rocks him in round two, Rick, yeah. right? Of course, uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr. eventually takes control and knocks him out in round eight, right? But he's stepping up the competition, which makes sense, but, right, we're, we're kind of seeing opportunities, right? Now, from a um, tail-to-tape perspective, real quick, Rick, so Virgil Ortiz is 5'10", yeah. 70-inch reach uh, at age 23. Earl Spence is 5'9 and a half, so they're about the same That's height. Right. Um, Earl Spence with the 72-inch reach, so, you know, a couple inches in reach, right? Mm-hmm. So other than that, I mean, size-wise, right, not a big difference. I think the dif- the big difference, okay, is an experience and boxing skill, okay? Earl Spence Jr., of course, won the championship originally going all the way overseas and beating the Kell Brook, and this was a Kell Brook who was— closer to his prime, not the same Cal mm-hmm. Brook that, you know, Terrence Crawford of the washed up version yeah. of Cal Brooke. Okay, that didn't count. So he beats Cal Brook, he beats Lamont Peterson, Carlos Acampo. Of course he beats Mikey Garcia. Um he beats Sean Porter in a in a closely contested closer than a lot of people thought. Yeah. Right. And then of course he takes care of Danny Garcia. So experience, right? Um Earl Spence Jr. Mm-hmm without a doubt, Rick.
1: No, yeah, this is a fight, kind of fight that uh, I see going two ways, you know, either unanimous decision victory for uh, Earl Spence or Virgil Ortiz wins by knockout.
0: And that's the whole thing, right? That's the whole question is can, right, again, Maurice Hooker, Mm -hmm. was not able to sustain, right, the boxing that he did in some of the early rounds. Maurice Hooker was also coming up from 140 pounds, Rick, right? Earl Spence Jr. is a natural um, 147-pounder, right, who you would think presumably, right, can sustain the ability to outbox Virgil Ortiz for longer than two or three rounds. Mm -hmm. The key is can he outbox him and stay away from Ortiz's devastating power, like you said? Yeah. Or will Ortiz eventually catch up to him? And if he does, is he gonna wilt yeah. under that? That that's really the question and, and in this particular fight. And what a great fight, by the way. Yeah. So no. go ahead.
1: Yeah. Um no, you, you gotta like uh, you know, Ortiz, you know, the younger fighter, yeah, the power, but is, is the experience there where um, he would be able to outsmart and out-game plan in Earl Spence.
0: And that's the thing, yeah. and, and we haven't seen that. We didn't see that, well, what happened against Maurice Hooker no. is he finally landed, right? He finally yeah. connected, and it was a 140-pound fighter. Kavialuskas was just tough, right? right? He's just a tough fighter, and he made a few, I don't want to say mistakes. I give Kavialuskas credit for, for seeing the openings and, and, and landing, right? So, right, so can he adjust... And you know, now the only thing from Spence Jr., we're talking about remember Spence Jr.'s um there's been some you know some bumps in the road here, right, over the last couple of years. You got the car accident and then of course you got the retina damage. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're talking about, you know, Earl Spence Jr. right now. Yeah. Right? You know, it is what it is. This is not a, a mythical top ten heavyweight, you know, in their prime. This is what we're talking about right now. That's the only thing that concerns me is, is this the best Earl Spence, mm-hmm. given the car accident, the eye injury, okay? Yeah. That being said, Rick, what happens in this fight? Who do you got?
1: No, I, I think this is going to be a close fight. You know, um, I think you guys, you have two guys that uh, top of their game, you know, but I, I think Earl Spence wins wins a close decision.
0: Wow, Earl Spence wins a close decision. Uh, I'm going to go with you on this yeah. one, Rick. I mean, we have to reach a consensus because it yeah. is our tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I think that the concerns for me is what Maurice Hooker was able to do. Yeah. See, that was the fight that for me kind of uh, just kind of raised, right, some opportunities, not yeah. chinks in the armor, just opportunities that said, hold on a second, right? Yeah. This guy can be outboxed, and it's still early in his career. Mm-hmm. And and I think that Earl Spence is a better boxer than Maurice Hooker yeah bigger stronger faster and I think he can frustrate Ortiz Jr
1: yeah and in this this fight right here reminds me kind of a um, Floyd Mayweather Canelo fight yeah you know where Canelo you know he just wasn't ready for this fight yeah at that point yeah and he lost that fight you yeah know, if that fight happens two three years five years after yeah you know, Canelo wins.
0: That's a very good point because uh, it's that's a very very good uh, comparison, mm-hmm. Rick. That's about the best that I can think of yeah. of of these two types of fighter with the young bull, right? Mm-hmm. With dynamite in his hands, but can he take out? And the thing is, because we're not even talking about taking out a veteran, mm-hmm. we're talking about Earl Spence. He's still in his prime, yeah, right. If it's Earl Spence, you know, five years later, then different, you know, different story. Um, so um, I'm with you, Rick. Yeah. And he's only 31. Now he's not, you know, spring chicken, but mm-hmm. he's 31. So he's in his prime right now. Yeah. Right? So there you go, folks, the winner of the Pacific Coast Boxing, which, by the way, is got to be huge for Earl Spence junior Mm-hmm. He's winning by not even getting the ring. Yeah. Got to be excited about that. Someone, someone's got to let him know. We're
1: keeping him relevant.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. Um, so there you go. Earl Spence Jr., winner of the eight-fight, 147-pound. hmm pacific coast boxing tournament wow all right we'll be right back with the stat of the week and then we'll wrap this up pacific coast boxing alfonso ruiz and rick prado are back with the uh Stat of the week, everybody's favorite segment. Rick, yeah. what do we got? So
1: uh, for this week, uh, we were talking, you know, welterweight tournament. So we've got to go back a little bit. And, and I have a, a stat of the week, greatest welterweight champion of all time. <laughs> so <laughs> this man holds 15 <laughs> straight yeah. welterweight title defenses. Yes. It's, it's the record for uh, that division.
0: Wow. I mean. Any, any idea, you know. Yeah, I'm going to take a wild guess. Yeah. Just the fact that you prefaced it by saying the greatest welterweight. I'm surprised you didn't say the greatest fighter of all time. Yeah. So just the greatest welterweight, yeah. not the greatest fighter of all time. Yeah, of course, it would have to be uh, Felix Tito Trinidad, Rick. Yeah. So 15 in a row, huh?
1: 15 in a row. It spanned from, uh, you know, he beat Maurice Blocker in 93 yeah. um, at the San Diego Sports Arena. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the last title defense was the uh, Oscar De La Hoya victory.
0: And then after that, he moved up, right? Yeah, Is that when he moved to, up to uh, uh, fight the executioner? Well, he or fought one in
1: between. David Reed. At, oh yeah, at, yeah, one fifty-four.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he fought. And then after that was the uh, the executioner, Some, somewhere around there, right?
1: Um, it was like five five fights after that. the Executioner. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's a good run, though, right? That's yeah. a good
0: run that a lot of, a lot of folks don't know. And he had the uh, it's the belt that I put right by your spot mm-hmm. here in the studio, right? It yep. was, the, uh, was that the IBF the title? The IBF, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was his deal, right? But still, back then, right, um, he was considered to be the best welterweight at the
1: time. Mm-hmm. Certainly uh, 15 in a row. And like you said, it's a who's who yeah. of who he's beaten, right? No, yeah, he fought uh, Hector Camacho, uh, Luis Ramon Campos, uh, Oba Car. Yeah. Um, Frankie Pendleton was kind of big back, back then. Yeah. Uh, Pernell Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, De La Hoya.
0: Yeah, and, and the thing is, right, and again, I, I I like uh uh Trinidad. Um that yeah, that was the one that would have been c- cond of course controversial, but either way, right? Um a great fighter who probably should have stayed there, Rick. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Well, he he did pretty well at uh, 154 yeah. uh, as well. You know, he fought the champ David Reed. Yeah. Um, you know, unified against uh, Fernando Vargas, but yeah. uh probably went up too fast. You know, to 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 get those big fights, uh, beat Joppy at middleweight. Yeah, but then, uh, yeah, the Bernard Hopkins was, it was pretty much too much for anybody to chew back at the, back in the uh, that time.
0: Yeah, and and um, you'd have to tell me. I'm not looking at his record. Mm-hmm. You know, did he carry did he carry his punching power with him? Not with Vargas, because you know a lot of people knocked him out later later in his career, yeah. right? But I'm not sure if he took his devastating power. Up to the up to the bigger weights at
1: at one fifty four, he knocked yeah. out three out of the four. Yeah, um, and then um, he really only had two fights at middleweight. Yeah, it was William Joppy and Bernard Hopkins. Yeah, and um, you know he knocked out one of the two.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it just uh, I mean because he was devastating, right? With yeah. his left hook, I think was his big punch. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there you go, Rick. Yeah, there you go. So the f- good, good call out welterweight. 15 in a row. Um, I didn't know that, or at least I didn't remember that. Yeah. So, yeah, and chakra that it would be Felix Trinidad. All right, Rick, that'll do it for round six. Here's the thing, man. Big, big uh, episode uh, next, round seven, because mm-hmm. we got the prep for the Caleb plant Canelo fight.
1: Yeah, Come- and, I, and I think uh, a lot of people are going to tune in because we're going to figure out a way for uh, Caleb Plant to win this fight
0: that's exactly right that's exactly there is a strategy there, yeah. there is there is a couple of things just like we had mentioned with Wilder but there is a few things strategically that Kayla Plank can do to disrupt what is going to try to do yeah. can he execute them? we'll see alright folks that'll do it see you next week Rick see you next week